listening to Down by the Bank, a Jacksonville Jaguars podcast with Corey, Derek, and JK3. All right, welcome to Down by the Bank, sponsored by Brewers Pizza, Orange Park, and Clay County's only brew pub. This is Corey. Hey guys, what's up? It's Derek. Hey, what's up guys? This is JK3. All right, so we're going to start... kind of uh, frustrated a little bit with Jalen Ramsey and his social media presence. Seems like he's been doing a little bit of flirting with uh, some other players on other teams, specifically in our division. Um, I think, Derek, you actually sent me the screenshot of this, uh, or in the group chat, you sent the screenshot the other day on Instagram. Uh, maybe you can tell us a little bit about about what you saw out there on the interweb. Um, just saw him conversating back and forth with uh, Mr. DeAndre Hopkins and uh, basically saying that the city of Houston or Texas or whatever doesn't have state taxes. You know, Jalen Ramsey said, I see that. You know, they just talking trash back and forth. But the bottom line is, you know, in a sensitive situation like the season that we've had, you ain't really got time for games. Sometimes you know, these guys, they, they, they become not self-absorbed, but just, you know, proud of their accomplishments and want to go do their thing, but at the same time, very frustrated with how the season went. So might be, you know, trying to leverage their, you know, put some leverage, some, you know, with, with, with themselves and the team, uh, that they're with to, to see, to make sure that, Hey, I'm important. You might want to resign me. So, yeah, I think he's just adding fuel, uh, to that fire at what started. Towards the end of the, the the year last year, where uh, you know he he didn't really denounce that he wanted to stay in Jacksonville, but just basically said, "Well, if Jacksonville wants to keep me here, then you guys will know what you'll do." Well, I wish Tad Dickman would just go ahead and just drop a tweet saying, "You're not going anywhere." So, <laughs> um, he, you know, and explain to him that you know you're still under your rookie contract. We can franchise you, and then we can franchise you again. So you can be buddy buddy with your your you know DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, you can uh, be buddy buddy with um, Deshaun Watson, and you know I respect you know what he has with, with with Derwin because they went to FSU together and everything. But you know it's a different age of athlete, man. I mean, and plus I, I think on top of that too, I think us as fans, I don't think. You know, of course, we hate the Texans and, you know, they hate us, but the players, they could care less about a rivalry because, you know, they're all friends. I went to college and everything else like that. So, I mean, it doesn't really, I don't know. Isn't that, isn't that like the difference between what, and I know the NBA, they talk about this a lot, where like the old school guys versus the new school guys, where the new school guys are all friends and buddy, buddy on exactly. the field. And back in the old days, they'd hate each other and... I don't know. It just feels super cheesy and almost like a slap in the face to the fans too, where it's like, where's your commitment at? I mean, really? You're going to talk about like potentially, I mean, he's basically insinuating that he'd go to the Texans if it, if it didn't work out basically. Um, and then you see this stuff with the chargers fans. I mean, there's people out there making like photoshops of like Jalen Ramsey and like a chargers uniform and stuff. And he hasn't responded to that, but I'm just waiting for the, the response on Twitter or Instagram with a, a thumbs up or something just to irritate us even more. You know, the crazy part about this, here's what we know. Hands down, you know, Jalen Ramsey's the best corner in the national football league. Hands down, end of story. None of this Marcus Lattimore crap or somebody had more picks. Jalen Ramsey had more picks if they threw the ball his way. So he's going to use that, you know, every little bit to his advantage uh, to try and, you know, get the, the best contract and, and leverage the team to put 
you know, pieces around him. Another bottom line here is they're all mad. Every single last one of those players are mad that Bortles was still the starting quarterback after some of the stinkers he threw up. And it's their way of like retaliating, you know, you know, getting back at the team. Um, I don't know why, you know, some choose to do that. We'll talk about another ex player that threw a shot, you know, here in a second, but it's, it's, it's tough. And he's got, he's going to be with us at least another two, maybe three years. So. Well, and that was going to be my follow-up question, and maybe you can you can describe what you think, JK3, but what does he want exactly? Like, what's going to make him happy where he's not acting out on social media? Like, what is he looking for by doing this sort of stuff? As the young kids say, he's looking for that bag. Yep. You know, he's trying to... He, is that it? He, just he, money? He, I mean, He's just trying to secure the bag. He wants to be the highest paid uh, corner in the league. That's what he wants. That, but I guess, like... he's going to shut him up. The highest... But highest. is... Yeah, but I mean, he's going to have that anyway, even with the Jaguars, isn't he? I mean, aren't we going to pay him anyway? He wants to I be don't the, know if they're going to. He wants to be the highest paid corner like now. It's like those JG Wentworth commercials. It's my money, and I want it now. Yeah. That's that's what he wants. <laughs> he doesn't want to wait because the thing about it is, and with with Le'Veon, Le'Veon has proven, and uh, Earl Thomas, for example. So Earl Thomas, he was holding out. Seattle, he came back, tried to show good faith within the team and got hurt. I can guarantee you Seattle's not going to do the right thing and pay him what he, what, what he deserves as him being, you know, one of the, one of the top defensive backs in the league. Same thing with Le'Veon Bell. He held out. Um, he wanted more money. He wanted to get paid more. He held out. Uh, it didn't work out in his favor as much because James Conner came in and had just an, an absolute great season. But it's just one of those things now where athletes are are realizing and, you know, they've got agents now that are making moves that are better for them. And now he knows that if you come in, granted, you've got a two, three year window to go out there and really get your money and secure the bag and become the best player that you possibly can. And then the 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 negotiating tables are on your end because you've gone out and been a unanimous all pro uh, defensive back. You've put up this stat. You've basically shut down an entire half of the field. And now it's for you to get compensated by your organization. Not when you deserve it. Cause then no one's waiting for that fourth year for his rookie year. He wants to get it now his third year, basically in the league. Yeah. I mean, what would you guys do that? I mean, if you were the Jags, would you look at that and be like, okay, this kind of makes sense anyway, and go ahead and redo a new deal for him? I would, just for the fact that you can't not have a player of his caliber just, you know, pass by, and then you get into an ugly back and forth between him and, and team, and, you know, people point fingers. He's paid to play, so he needs to get out there and play, and you know, then the players will be backing his side. And then you have a bunch of controversy, which we really need to be focused on winning. So, so I'd pay him just to pay him, keep him quiet, because here's the deal. Every year, it's going to go up. When Jalen Ramsey gets his contract, he's going to be the highest paid corner in the league and probably the highest paid corner ever. And then when someone like Lattimore or, or what was the, the, the kid in, in Cleveland when, when, when they, I forget his uh, name, when he, I think Denzel Ward maybe or just Ward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when their contract, you know, is ready to be, be renewed, they're, they're going to be the highest paid corner. So it's going to go up every year no matter what. So they might as well get it while it's lower. I guess you can call it, you know, inflation. Uh, yeah. So it, it, it might as well do it. Why not? I guess I it just skip. Go I don't know if they. I don't know if they pay him 
I don't know if they pay him if, if it's something they do at the beginning of the season or if they do it in like the middle of the season. Um, I, I I would rather them do it in the middle of the season because he isn't one of those players that's going to come out and be and, and play because he's fearful of getting hurt because he played hurt all last year. Um, you know, he had a couple nicks and bangs and bruises, and it still didn't diminish from his you know productivity on the field. He was still a baller, but I think you really have to go out and see in the middle of the season what this team has. And, and what kind of you know playmakers and stuff like that that you you've got to you know keep a, a hold to because this defense has probably got two more seasons left to keep a lot of the core intact and you got to really decide on who you're going to start building that defense around and be able to shuffle people around who is replaceable in my opinion right now the two most the two people that you cannot get rid of on that defense are Ngakwe and Jalen Ramsey. That's it. Those are the two indispensable players on that team right now. So you either pay one in the preseason or OTAs, and then you pay the other one in in the middle of the season and kind of work something out. But then when it comes down to that, you got to put up who's got the most productivity. And in my opinion, and I don't know how this even happened on Twitter or you know in the Jaguars you know fan universe, but how we've started pitting who's better, Ngakwe or or Ramsey. Who would we rather? want or who would rather keep keep them both but you you, you got to pay one of them sooner rather than later yeah is there because i like these like hypothetical things um w- would there be a trade scenario and i'd like to hear both you guys where you would be willing to let ramsey go so like what offer would be attractive enough that you'd actually think about it team's number one picks over the next three years but I mean, is that like a real thing? Like hey, anybody's gonna actually, you Dick, know what Dick, I mean? Dick traded away an entire draft for Ricky Williams, so any, anything's possible. But yeah. the the guy is that good. Okay, he he plays hurt. He's tough. He definitely, you know, you, you know, might take plays off or whatever. That whole team was taking plays off. Okay, so you're not gonna just put it on one individual. The guy is is a Gonna be one of the the greats that you know is gonna get that jacket one day. So mm. possible trade scenario, it's got to be a lot of draft picks. It's got to be a, to a team that's you know gonna be in a position to where the the Jags have a temp, uh, potential to be in that top ten range too, which that's gonna be so, tough too. So crappy team, yeah, crappy team. <laughs> but you know he, he'll get mad if you trade him to you know a crappy team. Although he's been playing on one for the last three years, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> let's not let's not put yeah. ourselves on a pedestal. Yeah. So it, so so three first round draft picks. I'm going. I'm going, I'm going three first round draft picks. Okay, so that's not going to happen probably. Yeah. Jk three. What's your what? Get, let's be a little bit like think of like a realistic one that you'd actually maybe have to think about a little bit. I don't even want to think about it. I don't even want to say it. I don't even want to put uh, it out there. I can't. I can't. He's literally the, the best player on the team. So he, untradeable. Untradeable. I'm not trading anything for wow. him. I'm, I'm not. Unless you can bring back, um, you know, Joe Montana from like a cryogenically frozen state. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm that's, not. I, somehow I, that's I, less likely than no, Derek's I'm not, I'm not. I'm not trading him. I'm period. Just just because of what he can do on the field and what he brings. The energy that he and he's not and the worst thing about it too is that he's not a bad teammate either. Mm-hmm. He's not cool. a bad teammate. He's not a bad player. He's not um, 
you know, someone that you read about in the news doing this, uh, you know, doing just different things and everything. You you hardly ever hear about him in the news. You hardly ever hear about him unless he said something in the locker room, which I can take because the players have his back. Uh, he comes out and balls and does what he needs to do. So he's not a bad player. So in, in my opinion, I'm not shopping him. I'm not even thinking about it. Well, granted, you don't hear about him in the news about any of that kind of stuff, but he did have that whole article last year where he was ripping like every top quarterback in the league, and that wasn't exactly the best uh, motivation to give our opponents this year. Um, I don't think that he's a bad guy or a bad teammate. I just question the potentially the highest paid player on your team who you'd consider to be a leader or a captain potentially doing the kind of stuff that he does on social media. It just doesn't seem like the type of thing that like Calais Campbell would do. You know what I mean? Different. Yeah. Different kind of mentality. When when you have the type of mentality he has and you know, they're, they're all, you know, everybody that's on the team, they're all football players. They made it to the national football league, but some guys are just wired differently. Usually the ones that are really, really good, or wired some some way that you know an average person just doesn't understand, and he's one of those. Um, if you take a look at a lot of the, the guys in the league right now that are just you have your you know you have your good ones, you have your Pro Bowlers, and then you have your ones that stand out from the Pro Bowl. He's one of them. So there's probably only 20 guys, maybe 15, maybe 20 of them in the league that are like that. That are just you saw Jason. You saw Jason Myers is in the Pro Bowl, right? <laughs> good job good job dave caldwell you missed that one every dog has its day every dog has oh, its day jeez dog uh, did you, all right be honest did you guys watch the pro bowl because i'm gonna be totally straight literally the only part of the pro bowl i watched was like the instagram video the jaguars put up of like jalen ramsey catching that touchdown <laughs> no nope, didn't watch a single second of it no not even that nope I mean, I saw the really? highlight of it. I had it on. I had it on in the background, just something, uh, you know, just to just to have on, and you know, I kind of looked at it here and there, and I realized, you know, while I was watching it, when I saw, um, I think it was Zeke or Alvin. It may have been both Zeke and Alvin Kamara line up on defensive line, and like Russell quarterback. That you know, it was that. That's it for me. Like, there's no way I'm gonna. Uh, you know, watch this. There's no way I'm going to continue to even try to, you know, think this is even something serious when I'm watching this right now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that um, it's generally pretty boring and I, I don't even even try to watch it anymore. But most people say that the players aren't even really trying that much anyway. Um, but that was kind of cool to see him catch a touchdown pass. I don't know. Maybe we can like institute some kind of trick plays or something next year with him involved on the offense. Um, yeah, he caught to make his price go up. Yeah, and he caught it from Deshaun Watson too, out of all people. So, uh, oh great, yeah. So yeah. There, there, there you go. Uh, but what <laughs> would so Corey? You asked a hypothetical question about you know what we would want to do you know to kind of keep or, or, or if there was a trade scenario, how can we make the Pro Bowl better? Like, how can we make it worth something? I mean, you think about in the NBA, people tune in for All-Star Weekend because of the dunk contest, the three-point contest, the skills challenge, and the All-Star game itself. You know, people want to see all the dunks. And um, I don't know if theirs holds weight anything like the uh, the MLB does, but what is it? Yeah. At least they've got people watching, you know? Right. And I don't think that you do anything like 
MLB. I, did they change that, by the way? I thought maybe they just changed that recently, where that's not an actual thing anymore. Um, I'll have to look that up. All-Star game, home field advantage. But for anybody who didn't know, like it was whether the home field advantage in the World Series was determined by whether the AL or the NL won the All-Star game, which was the... St- I understand the point like to make it interesting, but that is the dumbest way to to determine where home field advantage is for your championship game. I just did not agree with that whatsoever. Would you prefer um, them do a coin flip? Like overtime? Like overtime rules? <laughs> I mean <laughs> I don't know. I just I, I don't know that you can make the Pro Bowl good. I think that that game's kind of pointless to be honest with you. And I think it's also horrible that the two teams that make the Super Bowl don't have any representation in the game because it's not a real all-star game at that point. I don't think you even do it. I think you just have like an award ceremony and you maybe give out some extra awards um, to recognize like the top players in the league or something. But I just don't know that the Pro Bowl is worth doing. Yeah, I saw when I was watching it, I saw it may have been a, a little bit because of the rain, but I saw tickets on StubHub for like $10. Hmm. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I mean, and it's in Orlando. I mean, that's, I mean, stupid. I mean, whoever, the one thing that, that it did have appeal with a little bit, I think, especially for the players, is that it was like kind of this unique, exotic environment that they were playing the games. And if anything, one thing that would make it kind of cool is if maybe they played it overseas, like one year you had it in, I don't know, China, or you had it in Australia or something where you can have a, a newer market to watch the team or the, to watch the game. But then you'd have to be scared that those would be the new places they would say the Jaguars are moving to next year. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but I don't know. I just don't – I don't know. I don't think that there's anything that really can make it that interesting because there's no incentive for the players to try really hard. And, again, you don't get the representation of the best players who were playing in the championship game. So it just seems – I don't know. What do you guys think? It's That's an argument that they've been you know, discussing for years. They moved it to Orlando to try to change up the venue from Hawaii. That's where it was always you know, done and, you know, as far as the travel, going out to Hawaii, then going back to wherever they're playing the Super Bowl at. Um, it, it's, it, it's just kind of pointless because you know, personally I wouldn't want to see any, team, any players that, uh, that we root for to get hurt. You know, the good way to, you know, snap an ankle, pop an ACL or whatever out there. And um, there, there was one Pro Bowl game it was about uh, 10, 15 years ago. God bless his soul. Sean Taylor. Remember when he lit up that kicker? Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. man. Good night. See, that's kind of stuff. Like, he blasted that guy. Yeah, well... And I mean, think about it. Like that's the one like memorable thing. And how many years ago was that? Yeah, I'm just, you, <laughs> you know, know what but, I mean. But let's just say that one. Not all those guys out there are friends. You know, they might. You know, there's you know Instagram and all that stuff where they're clowning around, having a good time. But to say somebody just, hey, I'm tired of, I'm tired of Jalen talking. I'm gonna go ahead and get him. I'm gonna clip him. But back to JK3's point, he actually seems like he's pretty well-liked by everybody. Like, with how much trash that he talks, it seems like literally every player wants to talk to him and hang out with him on the field. So, Perce- I don't know. Just, perception and reality are two different things. Yeah. Well, is it really perception? Because he, he kind of, like, portrays something that's completely different than, like, intentionally. You know what I mean? Than how he actually is. I don't know. I wouldn't um, trust it. <laughs> He's really pushing that like uh, Jalen Ramsey logo stuff. Have you seen those shirts and everything? Yeah, I've seen some of the stuff. It's good, but what what I can't get, I don't understand how um, 
So with him being a Jordan brand ambassador, and I don't know why they haven't done more of the commercials like with him, Jamal Adams, um, Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, Jimmy Garoppolo's hurt, but you know some of those guys that that are Jordan brand athletes. You know they need Nike needs to bring back like the old school commercials, like that like that nostalgia from from our from our generation. You know what I mean? Like that those you can turn on the TV and it's something like shot black and white in your face. You know Jalen Ramsey just like batting a ball away or you know something crazy like that. Man, I, I don't know why they don't do a lot of that marketing. Uh, you know with uh, some of the Jordan brand athletes. Yeah, I don't know. You have to link me up to something on YouTube for what commercials you're talking about. What? Um, just for yeah, you I mean, don't I probably the old school like Michael Jordan, uh, Mars Blackman, Spike Lee commercials. I, I remember the commercial where Michael Jordan was eating McDonald's while he was practicing. <laughs> <laughs> remember that? Wow. They tried to make it seem healthy. Wow. <laughs> he's like eating some medium sized McDonald's French fries while he's practicing free throws. Like, that's not a good idea. Like, whoever thought that that was a healthy idea, you know? Taking a sip of regular Coke. <laughs> no, it's a different. It's a different era, a different time. Most of the time, these guys, you know, kids these days don't even watch commercials. You know, they they want it on Instagram. You know, remember this is this is the age of uh, the age of me 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 now 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 gotta 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 have you know quickly. So uh, it's just it's true. You know, they, they have to. What I gotta wait for the next episode of yeah, that Kelly gotta... documentary. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> the Michael Jackson one's coming out too. Have you heard about that? Uh, now that's one thing we will not do. Is yeah. <laughs> we will not talk about the King of Pop. So yeah. we can go into the next subject. We, we will yeah. not slander the 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 goat. Hey, it's that's a, the that's the god. It, it's all Joe Jackson's fault. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> it's all Joe's fault. All all they're all weird because of Joe Jackson. So anyway, let's get on. Let's get on to Dante Fowler. <laughs> Well, we will, but I'm just going to say, like, that's, like, the theme now is, like, they're putting out these documentaries and films that's just, like, ripping people and getting super in-depth, like, just tearing them apart. It's crazy. Um, okay, uh, speaking of uh, Dante Fowler, Derek mentioned him. He was just in an article or an interview for Sports Illustrated where he basically uh, ripped on the team, the experience that he had here. I actually have it pulled up here. I'm going to kind of read uh, the quote, and then I just kind of want to hear your guys' reaction to it. So Fowler says, after I tore my ACL, I felt felt like they gave up on me going into my next training camp. These three years, I was trying to prove to them I was a guy they could trust, and I was trying to be the guy they drafted me to be, but I never got a chance to start a game. Which, is that true, by the way? He never started a game, ever? Yeah, he got his spot taken, that's what. That's interesting. When it's all said and done, I feel like they gave up on me. Yannick came up and did what he was supposed to do, and that's when I fell back into the shadows. I used to always go and ask why I was sitting on the bench. I can admit I was depressed. I've never been in a bad place like that before, and it was one of the darkest times of my life. It made me question my love of football, and I dreaded going to work. Um, I had a dark cloud following me. So that's pretty, I mean, I don't want to make fun of him because it sounds like he maybe was in a bad place. But um, I think he's got a little bit of revisionist history going on there because from what I remember, he had some off the field issues. He didn't exactly seem like the most mature guy ever. Um, seems like he's pointing fingers at the Jags and to, in, in Gawkway more so than maybe looking inwards a little bit there. He got Wally pipped. That that's what he happened. And for anyone that doesn't know, the, you know the famous story of Wally Pip. He came out, 
he lost his spot, and then um, you know what? Yannick's there, and then he gets you, 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 he he becomes what he is now. So there, if Dante doesn't get hurt, we don't know who Yannick and uh, Yannick and Gakwe is. Maybe, maybe not. But at at the end of the day, man, he came. You got hurt. It's unfortunate. And then a guy that came in and just balled out and continued to work and continue to grind and continue to grind and continues to do the same thing over and over, week in and week out. And I mean, what do, what do you want? I mean, what do you want from that? Do you want Yannick just to say, "Uh, yeah, you're right, man. You're you're back now. Uh, here, here's your spot number number three overall right. draft pick." No, it's the NFL, right. bro. No. He just needs to give it up, okay? Just give it up, man. You got your spot taken. Yeah, you got hurt. That was an unfortunate incident, but you got your spot took. You acted immature about it, and now you're over here trying to do some contract talk. You know what contract talk is? Saying all the right things to try and make sure you get the most money you can at the last second. It's what this is. What it is. You know? You can't, you know, Yannick Ngakwe starts. I never got a chance to start. You don't want to know why? Because he was better than you. That's why. And you don't play strong side. You play weak side. Or, you know, the famous term, Leo, that everybody did when, you know, Gus Bradley was here. You know, left side, however you want to call it. Um, 16 sacks from 2016 to 2018. Ngakwe. 29 and a half. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm reading, uh, Ryan day, his synopsis on big cat country. And he made a point here about they, you know, they basically gave him as much of a chance as they possibly could to be a starter. They guaranteed his rookie contract. They worked with him through multiple tickets and arrests and stuck by him even after a suspension in the past preseason. And then I forgot about this. Remember when he threw that guy's grocery bag into the lake? Mm hmm. So, no, you know what I mean, like, and then and then he refereed the fight with his with his girlfriends or you know in in the parking garage. Yeah, no like one's on talking video, about that. Right? Yeah, so no one's talking about that either. So you can't just you 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 have to be a full circle player. You have to be doing it on and off the field. You have to be putting in the work off the field and putting in the work on the field as well, and then staying out of the trouble and 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 creating this certain. You know, because when you get away with things like that, other players start thinking, oh, well, you know, Dante got away with it. I could do this, too. That's how, uh, you know, cancers spread in locker rooms. You know what I mean? That's how things like that get started in locker rooms. And when you have to get him out to go to another place, of course, he's going to go ahead and start singing to the to the mountains on how well the Rams are and got him out of a great situation. But last week during the um during one of his on, on Instagram live or whatever, he said that you know he did it for the city of Duval, uh, and he loved uh, loved Duval. I do I'm doing this for for Duval and, and Fort Lauderdale. I or, or no, uh, not in Fort Lauderdale. Where where's he from? Isn't he from like uh, uh, Tampa? Something yeah, like that. Uh, yeah, somewhere down there. So yeah, mm-hmm. but I don't I don't know, man. It's just he he's saying the right things right now to ensure that he's there, um, you know, next year. But uh, I, I think. With the Rams, with their defensive line, with Donald and Dominican Sue and Dante Fowler, I think if there's any D line that's going to be able to cause problems for Brady, uh, it's going to be them. It, it really is. And, and Dante, this would be Dante's second time playing Tom Brady this year. 
Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, make no doubt about it. If he had a reason for the Jags to really keep him, the Jags would have kept him. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. it's very simple. I mean, obviously, he had a lot of issues, and part of the reason they were unloading him probably didn't just have to do with football productivity. Um, the last thing Dave Caldwell wants to do is give up on one of his top picks. I mean, you saw with Blake Bortles, he gave, he gives his guys as much of a chance as he can give you, you know? Yeah. You know, and the biggest thing too, he got into an all out fight with Yannick, you know, they can twist oh, it, yeah, say it. Right. they can, you know, try and put a spin on it all they want to. He was super jealous. He was jealous. That's all. That's all there was to it. He was jealous. Yeah. So anyway, he did riff a little bit about how the Jags weren't humble this year. And that's part of the reason that we didn't do as well. But I mean, you know, whatever. We all kind of knew that anyway. It's not exactly breaking news. So uh, not a fan of that interview, to say the least. But it is what it is. Hopefully, like I said in the last episode, he doesn't win Super Bowl MVP or anything like that. (laughs) (laughs) Which is such a horrible thing. I shouldn't hope that. I mean... I do hope he does well. I don't really care one way or the other, but I just don't like bringing down the Jags organization while he's doing it. Um, last thing, we already kind of talked about Super Bowl predictions, but JK3, what was that? You were kind of chatting a little bit before, uh, just to kind of wrap up here about the the kind of crazy free stuff that, that people get, uh, players get in the uh, Super Bowl. What were you referencing again? Oh, man. So I was, uh, I was talking about, I guess Xbox did a little event tonight with Todd Gurley and uh, Gronk, who are both partners with Xbox. And just some of the stuff, man, that they're, the, the limited edition things that they're going to get, um, you know, and Michael Jordan's son, uh, Marcus Jordan, owns a store down in Orlando called Trophy Room and just handed over just some stuff that was just easily, you know, uh, uh, about four figures for a uh, for a sweats or for a sweatsuit uh, and a hoodie, and it's just. And Gronk even mentioned it in in the story. It was just like, you know, hey, during the Super Bowl week, I didn't bring any clothes because I knew I was going to get a bunch of free stuff. So it's <laughs> like, wow, the rich get Great. richer, man. Yeah, I think isn't he known Gronkowski for being pretty? Not I don't want to say financially savvy, but like he doesn't spend any money. Apparently, I think I read that one time. Just on party. Just yeah. on, just on partying, which I think he actually gets paid to show up for parties to to you know casino boats, you know cruise boats, booze cruises, and they pay him yeah. to show up. So yeah, hey, hats off to him if he's not spending money. Maybe he should read the uh, lead the symposium. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Actually, nah, let's just let's check that he shouldn't lead the symposium. No. <laughs> There was word that he was thinking about retiring to getting into a career in acting after the season, which seems kind well, of dumb. <laughs> no, he, he, he's got, and you can see it, I'm no doctor, you know, and none of us are here on the show, but he's got back problems, like big time. See how stiff he runs now? He definitely favors his back. He, he He's very, like, straight up, almost like a, like a board, like someone carrying a big piece of plywood trying to run with it. That's what he looks like. Interesting. None of us are doctors, you said? Yeah, I'm not a doctor. But did you stay at a Holiday Inn last night, Corey? Is that what you're about to say or whatever it is? <laughs> no. Um, okay, so good stuff. Um, not a whole lot of crazy news this week. Um and uh, I think as one quick little update, I think like the day after we uploaded the last episode or recorded the last episode, I think Tad Dickman, back to him, you know, 
tweeting about transactions. I think he pretty much said Austin's fearing Jenkins is still with the team and he's not sure what he was talking about, right? Yeah, but I think he's going to be gone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's like, I, I, I get what you're saying, Tad, but I, I think he's gone. Based on that tweet, yeah, it seemed pretty definitive. But um, anyway, all right, well, we appreciate you guys listening. Uh, again, if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you could jump on there and leave us a five-star review. We actually got two of them recently. No written reviews, but we got two five-star uh, scores, so we appreciate whoever did that. Uh, we always like the written reviews, especially if you write something funny in there, so feel free to do that, um, especially if it's about Derek and his love for Reese's. Um, and um, that's... Funny. We actually we, we had a lively debate about Sour Patch versus Reese's, I think, on, on Twitter, actually, so uh, anybody who wants to join in on that thread, it's still available. But if you're on Apple Podcasts, five-star review would be great, uh, and of course, we're available on all major podcast platforms, and again, sponsored by Brewer's Pizza Orange Park and Clay County's only brew pub. We'll talk to you guys next time. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.